Do you have a best friend? What are the qualifications of a best friend? Well, stay with me. Today, I want to introduce you to my best friend, and I want to talk about all of the great benefits that this friend has to offer. Hey friend, welcome to the Shattered in the Beautiful podcast. I'm Jeannie Smith. If your heart is hurting, no matter what your circumstances are, there is only one healer. Through biblical content, I will teach you how to experience whole healing and soar into great purpose. So let's get into today's show. Grab your favorite coffee, journal, and Bible. It's time to dig in and unwrap your gift. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. So if you're just tuning in with us today, we have been on a journey talking about just what truly the full meaning of sanctity of life is. We've been talking about how uh, that means that there is such worth and great value for not only the unborn baby in the womb, but for that toddler, for that middle schooler, for that high schooler, for that mid-age young woman or man, for that mom, for that dad, for that um, businessman, for that you know elderly person. Like from the moment we take our first breath to the very last breath is the true meaning of sanctity of life. It means that there is worth and value in life that Jesus died on the cross for, not just when it comes to the issue of the issue of the unborn baby and abortion, but also for the hurting and the oppressed, those suffering, just the brokenness in general in this world, that there is such a greater meaning to that because Jesus died that we would be fully saved, have eternal life, right? But that we would also be healed by his stripes, we are healed. And he wants us to live life abundantly, right? Abundant life is what he tells us in John 10, 10, that the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. And that means to cause harm to us and to cause pain. That is what leaves us broken. It's the enemy. But Jesus says right behind that, but I have come that you may have life. He tells us that repeatedly throughout his word, that he is the life and in him we have life. Well, glory to God. So today, I want to pick back up. We are going through and have been going through Psalms 139 and truly breaking that down and just speaking into who we are and how we are so known and loved by God, but that also God gives us the gift through his word to also know him. And today, I want to talk about what it is to have a true best friend. And so I've had different friends throughout my life, and I've had close friends, best friends. And this is a gift, right? Relationship is a gift from God. But then there is what I'd like to call the ultimate best friend because, you know, people come and go in our life all the time. I mean, there's different seasons, there's different opportunities, there's different assignments, and we can be on a season that has a certain group of people in our life and God may move quickly. And now we find ourselves on a different path with different people in our life. But there's one best friend that never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He is our ultimate best friend, and that is Jesus. In Psalms 139.7, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? It's a question. Or where can I flee from your presence? Another question. And the answer is nowhere, because he is always there with us. He never leaves us. And what a great assurance and security that we have knowing that God is always present. 
I love that word present because present is also a gift, right? This is a gift. He is actively using his powers, his spirit to govern and manage his creation for good. That means us because, guys, we are image bearers. Remember what I said last week that we have been created in the image of God. That means every person that you look at when you look into their eyes is an image bearer of Christ. He said in the book of Genesis in the first chapter, let's make man in our likeness. Let's make them in our image. That means every single human being has been made in God's image. Isn't that amazing? And when we think about that truly, I mean, I think Danny Gokey got it right in his um, his album, this message that he brought out in the world, love God, love people. It's two major things here. Love God, love people. When we have a relationship with God and we love him and his love funnels through us, then we overflow that. It comes out of us onto other people. Love God and love people. And how can you not love people when you see them as the image bears of Christ. So, because you can see God in them, or at least we should be seeing God in them. And so this was created. We were created for good. And so my thoughts are, David used questions like this to initiate deep thinking for himself, but for also the readers, right? Us today to prove his points. It is very clear in this Psalm as it continues that David does not desire to flee. In fact, he wants to remain constantly in the presence of God at all times. And he knows that he is, by the way. He knows that God's attentions, intentions are always positive and they're always good towards him. He does everything in love. God does everything in love and out of concern for us because we are his children. And it's always for our well-being so that we will fit within his purpose, his great purpose, and it will be worked out in our lives and it will be worked together, come together for, what does it tell us in Romans 8, 28, for good. So this is amazing, isn't it? God's power resides in the person of the Holy Spirit, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks and it is the means in which he accomplishes his will is through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gift. The Holy Spirit is our best friend. The Holy Spirit guides us, teaches us, protects us, all for the purpose of good in our lives. So the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, right? So Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's God's power in action. It's a personal presence. When Jesus died and rose again and ascended in heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to reside with us. This is a gift to all who believe and accept him as Savior. Let me give you an example of the Holy Spirit guidance. So I believe if I had been saved during the time of my abortion, that the Holy Spirit would have spoken and guided me out of that clinic. Jeannie, come this way. Jeannie, get up, leave. Why? Because it certainly wasn't God's will for me to be there and take the life of my baby, but I was lost. Now, we have an obligation. The Lord may speak. And then we have to move upon it. We have to listen and obey, right? We can't be disobedient. But he says he will always give us a way out of temptation. So the Holy Spirit will speak and guide us because he loves us and he wants what's best. But see, I was lost. So I couldn't hear the voice of God. I could not see hope. And because we live in a fallen world, guess what? It's full of evil. And I was given free will. I was given the choice of abortion so freely, but yet it changed my life forever. However, 
God was still there. Now, although, you know, he did not accept my sin, he doesn't accept our sin, but he does accept us. He still loves us. He loved me. He looked upon me in my sorrow and desired his good and perfect will over my life. And it was certainly not abortion. Now, today, I'm walking out his perfect will for my life, and I praise him for taking care of my precious baby and millions of other precious babies in heaven. But today, I know without no doubt that I am loved by God, I am accepted by God, and I am walking in the goodness of God in my life. I hear his voice, and he hears mine. And I don't know what you're going through right now, even in this moment. As you're hearing my voice, I don't know what you're going through in this season of your life, but God does. And sometimes it feels like God is right by our side. And sometimes it feels like he is very, very far away. But I want to encourage you to not rely on your feelings, but to rely on truth. And here's the truth. He indwells within his children. So he is never away from you. He is always with you. God does not come and go in our lives. Rather, we live and move and have our being in him. He is always there. He is always there working on our behalf for good. And I'm learning this more and more, that when I am in the wilderness, God is closer than ever, and he is doing his greatest work on my behalf during that time. So it tells us in Psalms 139, 8 through 10, If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Wow, we cannot see God, but he can see us. No matter where we go, heaven or hell, the corners of the earth, he is there. No disguise or mask can save any person or action from being seen in the true light by him. That means that no matter where you've been, what you've done, what, what's happened to you, God looks upon you with nothing but love and he sees himself in you. You know, I was secretly haunted by the sin of my abortion and I have counseled many women and heard them say the same, that even the secret haunts of sin are open to God. The beautiful point to gather from this psalm is the believer cannot be removed from the supporting, comforting presence of Almighty God, of your Almighty best friend, your Almighty God. He is our healer. Nothing again, I'm going to say this again, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of our Savior. And life, oh my goodness, it can certainly feel like a roller coaster at times. With so many ups and downs, circumstances can emotionally have you on a mountaintop or in a deep, lonely valley. But there is nothing we experience that Jesus himself did not. That's why he came to earth, because he knows what it's like to be human. He mediates for us to the Father. He's filled with compassion and mercy for us. Every need we have can be met in the word of God. Did you hear what I said? No matter what we've going, we're going through in our life, Every need, every desire, everything that we need is found in the word of God. Now, David says this in Psalms 23, 4. Although I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
That's Psalms 23, 6. That is good news. Friends, he is the light. It also tells us in Psalms 139, 11 through 12. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. So praise God. He is the light. Nothing is hidden from his sight. Even the dark is not dark to God. That's what it's saying in that Psalms. He sees equally in darkness and light. So what is to us hidden by darkness and unknown through ignorance is perfectly seen and known by God because he is all sight, all hearing, all feeling, all soul, all spirit. And again, this is good news. Why? Because through this truth, God makes himself known through the same channels. Yes, he is seen through the movement and works of his spirit. He is heard through the voice of the Holy Spirit, and he is felt through the comfort of the Holy Spirit. He sees and knows the depth of our heart. He knows what you're going through right now. He knows what that deep, dark secret is. He knows about that addiction. He knows about that struggle. He knows about that act of violence that came upon you that's destroying your life. He knows about that deep, dark pain. He knows that sin. He sees those crimes that's happened against you. He knows about that place of shame, that place of unworthiness. He knows. He knows. He knows our weaknesses and he knows our strengths and he still loves us the same. He knows our motives, both good and bad. He sees the darkness, friends, of sin. And he sees the purity of light that shines forth. You know, Job twenty two thirteen says, And you say, what does God know? Can he judge through the deep darkness? Well, yes, he can. There is no darkness nor shadow of death where the workers of iniquity can hide themselves. That's what Job says in chapter 34, verse 22. You know, the depth of the Psalms that we're talking about truly speaks that, just plain and simple, we belong to God. Doesn't it feel wonderful to know that we belong? He formed us and our mothers are blessed and chosen to carry us. They are blessed and chosen to carry us. I mean, we were with the Lord in heaven. God chose us. He chose our families, our generation, our heritage. He put us in our mother's womb for us to grow and then to be born, to have great purpose, kingdom purpose, and fulfill our destiny. And then eventually one day we will take our last breath and we will turn, return right back to our very creator. You know, just like Jesus, he was chosen. Mary was chosen to carry him. Jesus sent him here to earth in the womb. He grew in the womb. He was born from the womb and then he had great purpose he had a mission to complete on this earth and when the time came for him to take his last breath he returned right back he ascended right back to God his creator his father that's a beautiful thing and in all these scenarios we return back to our creator why because we belong to him he formed and created and covered us in our mother's womb the very truth of this is why Abortion is so painful to God. 
And so we're told in Psalms 139, 13, that he formed us our inward parts and he covered us in our mother's womb. The unborn, you and I, no matter what our age, are known and intimately called out by God. And I love Jeremiah 1.5 that says, Before I formed you, before I formed you, where the just the proof is in the pudding here, folks. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. That's right. He's saying before I formed you, before you ever were born, I knew you. And I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Also, we possess personal characteristics, a gift from God from the moment God knit us together, from the moment of conception. God looked upon us, upon the unborn, as fully human. The verse means properly to weave, to knit together, meaning God carefully weaved our very parts together. It also implies great protection and care. Because once he created us, he concealed us with a covering. So there is such an ownership and creative design, a special design here. It's majestic. As our creator, before we are ever born, he knows the innermost of our being. He knows our thoughts, our feelings, our intentions. I mean, this whole message here should give us great, great comfort. This is a beautiful thought. Hmm. He is the master architect because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God has custom designed each and every one of us, equipping us each for specific achievement, purpose, and advancement in this life. You know, it may be a career in healthcare, it may be an educator, a teacher. Maybe a mom staying home taking care of our children. But whatever it is, businessman, man of God, pastor, shepherd, whatever it is, God created you with those purposes in mind. You know, I have spoken to many people and asked them questions like, were you called to this? Do you know what your purpose is? Do you know what your kingdom purpose is? And sometimes I get a blank look and, you know, it's very evident that no one has ever asked them these kind of questions. So friends, I just want to encourage you to be intentional about seeking God so that he can reveal the very purpose he created you for, because he gave you unique gifts and talents that will propel you forward into your purpose. And you will never be satisfied until you accept him as savior and begin living out your purpose. Did you hear what I just said? You will never be satisfied because this world offers a lot of things. And it will lie to you and say that these things will satisfy you, but they don't. In the end, they lead to death. The only thing that will satisfy you is Jesus. He is the greatest need that you have. And until then, until you receive him as your savior, until you begin to live out this life, and by the way, it's nothing to be scared of. If you're worried about major change that's going to happen in your life, it's going to happen, but it's going to be great change. You're going to look back and go, why did I wait so long? to accept him as my savior and to live in this way. Until then, you will live a life that seems to have great void in it that you can't seem to fill. He is the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14. His way of life is peace, trust, faith, 
And it all begins with intimacy with the one that created us. Even in our deepest sorrow, he knows us, he cares for us, and he understands. Jesus reminds us how much God understands us all the time through his word. Often we waver between faith and fear, and sometimes we feel so discouraged that we think that no one understands us. But remember, God knows every problem and sees every tear. Remember, he is the ultimate, through the Holy Spirit, the ultimate best friend. Psalms 56, 8 says, he holds all our tears in a bottle. He keeps an account of everything that we go through, every trouble that we encounter, and he is constantly keeping watch over us. I just love the thought of that. I think about all the tears that I've cried and My goodness, God must have a big, big bottle that he's holding my tears in. But what a picture of such a loving father, one that so cares that he watches and sees every tear that even wells up in our eyes, and he understands what is behind that very tear. That is profound love that our minds cannot even begin to comprehend because this is how thoughtful he is. Psalms 139.17 says, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is the sum of them! You know, I love that this uh, verse here begins with the word precious, which means a substance of great value, not to be wasted or treated carelessly. You know, this means a precious work of art that we are to God. You know, when I hold my little boy in my arms and when I look into his sweet little face, I can't help but to say, You are so precious. You are a precious little boy. God's counsel, love, and welfare for us is so deep that it cannot be known. We cannot count the many mercies and compassions that we have received from him. There are so many of them that we just do not even know. We're not aware of them. His word says his mercies and compassions are new every day for his children. I mean, how precious are your thoughts of me, O Lord? They're countless. His thoughts were involved in planning and forming a frame so wondrous that a frame meaning you and I, his thoughts are necessary to care, defend, provide, and guard us. I mean, think about the many thoughts of a parent. Think about if you have children and you're a parent, think about all the many thoughts that go in through your mind. Every, Every way that we care for our children and we nurture our children, how we are employed in behalf of our children, Parents teach, guide, counsel, and anticipate the needs of our children. How marvelous is that? How marvelous is it that God instilled these very thoughts into parents to reflect his ultimate care for us? However, it's far greater than what we can, you know, experience here on earth. I started out today's show asking you, what is a best friend? What are the qualifications of a best friend? Well, if you ask uh, people around you what their idea of a best friend is, you would get something like this. It's someone who is there for me through thick and thin. Someone who listens and understands me. Someone that I can call on anytime about anything that I feel like I need to tell or vent. It's someone who will stand up for me in times when I need it the most. Someone that I can trust and tell my secrets to. Someone that will support me in every decision I make, even when it's hard. Someone who is there for me as much as they can be. Help me in my ups and downs and 
someone that I can be maybe my complete self around all the time, someone that makes me feel comfortable, someone that is with me through all phases of my life. Those things all sound wonderful, and they do define what a best friend is. I think, just like God allowed there to be parents to reflect his parental love, he allowed us to have the gift of best friends to reflect his ultimate friendship for our life. Here's the truth. He is always with us. There is no limit to God's love for us. We are never alone. He hears our every cry, our every sigh, our every breath, our every thought. He is present with us all the time in every place. He is present with us in all circumstances and in every crisis. Now, as we get ready to close today, I want you to do something for me. I want you to ask God to reveal himself to you as your ultimate best friend. Would you do that for me? And I'm going to close us in prayer. Father God, we thank you that you are our best friend. We thank you that you have proven over and over again in your word how much you love us. We thank you that you hold our tears in the bottles. Lord, we thank you that you are such a great shepherd and that you hunger to have communication and relationship with us. We thank you that you care and comfort us at the deepest level. We thank you that you see all things and know all things and that you love us so much and that nothing can separate us from your love. Thank you that you're all-knowing and all-powerful, God, and ever-present with us, receiving us as your children every day, every moment, every second of the day. We love you, God. We can never say thank you enough. And it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, friends, I hope something from today's message has encouraged you. Next week, we are going to finish up our discussion on the full meaning of the sanctity of life. Have a great week. I love you bunches. And remember, live life abundantly. If you like Mommy's show, leave a review. Hey, before you go, if this podcast has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to leave a review and subscribe to the Shattered and the Beautiful show. Next, hop on over to the Shattered and the Beautiful private Facebook group where you will find a network of friends with daily inspiration. You can reach me at JeannieScottSmith.com. And lastly, please share the episode or review in your social and tag me at Smith Evangelistic Ministries. I cannot wait to meet with you again. Stay tuned for more life-giving podcasts coming your way. Oh, 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 oh,